There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Sugar Ray performs today at the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds for the Let's Go Music Festival. I spoke with frontman Mark McGrath in 2017 about his biggest hits from Fly to Someday. Hey, it's my pleasure, Jason. Thanks for having me. Growing up in Newport Beach, California, the Beach Boys were my idols. They still are my idols. You know, I got a call to do a duet with Mike Love on a solo record with uh, an old-school Beach Boys song called Do It Again, and that was a dream come true. I mean, it just came from a phone call that led to a recording of this song. It's mind-numbing. You know, dreams do come true in this country, and uh, I'm getting a little cocky. I'm going, hey, you guys fly every morning, and, you know, they were number one songs. <laughs> and uh, I'm kidding. I would never, ever suggest anything other than the Beach Boys. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the gospel to me. It's such beautiful music. and I don't know, man. Fly or God Only Knows, I mean, they're on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Those, those are fine words for some people, you know. I mean, but God, God only knows is that song to me that was. It's still my all-time favorite yeah. song. It, you know, when when music can move you and and take you a different place, that's what the Beach Boys do. Yeah. That's what great music does. Take me into that first big breakthrough with Fly. Is there a first time you remember hearing it out out in public, do you, or should I say, do you remember what, 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 where you were? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we, we talk about dreams come true. I there was a few times we hear our music and we knew it was coming on, you know, uh, before Fly hit. You know, we had some other, we had a record before uh, the Fly record. And, you know, we, we'd hear ourselves on the radio, but we knew at 12, at 2.55 a.m., a certain station is going to play your song one time. So I'd heard our songs on the radio before, but hearing it, you know, unsolicited, just this, out of the ether, I was driving down Melrose Avenue with my now wife, and, you know, this was, you know, 20 years ago. I can't believe Fly's 20 years ago. Yeah. In my 68 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. And Fly just came on the radio. And I was driving. It was an old school a, uh, uh, Cadillac with an old AM, FM radio. And Fly came on K-Rock, which is the legendary alternative rock station that kind of dictated all the, uh, everything we listened to in the 90s. Sure. And it came on this station. I'm driving down Melrose. And the sun was shining in my face. I looked over at my, uh, at my now wife. And I go, I can't believe this is happening. And I can go back to that moment every time I hear one of our songs on the radio. It always feels like the first time. And Fly is literally the song that made all our dreams come true. First gold record, first time on MTV, first time touring around the world with the tour bus. And it's led me to talking to you right now, Jason. That's how much Fly means to me, you know? <laughs> it was all building to this point, really. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is the culmination yeah. of Fly and everything it brought yeah. that, that it brought to me. And... Uh, 
and am I ever grateful? You know, this is the pinnacle right here, Jason. <laughs> Absolutely. Be- being on WTOP, of course. No, but but the, the trick for a lot of people is you get that big smash, but then they don't know how to follow it up. And I just love that you guys played off of that with, with the album title, the, the 1459 after that, which I thought was genius. To explain to our listeners how you were sort of, you know, uh, playing, uh, or I guess it's a jab at the whole 15 minutes of fame thing. Yeah, we have to have a sense of humor in this business. That's one thing I definitely learned. And when Fly hit, it was the anomaly on that record. You know, we kind of came from more harder, thrashier punk rock world, and Fly was just sort of, you know, this song with uh, melodies and harmonies, a little bit different from our other stuff, so we were really a candidate to be a one-hit wonder. It sounded like nothing else on the record, and before the record was even off the charts, people were saying, thanks for playing, Sugar Ray, thanks for being a one-hit wonder. So being being very self-aware and very self-effacing, we kind of knew the position we were in. So I said, you know what, no matter what, if this next record fails, let's have fun with it. You know, let, let's let people know we know what position we're in we don't think we're cool because we had this one little hit we know we're lucky uh why don't we lead the you know the record with 14 minutes and 59 seconds which is alluding to andy warhol's uh a famous quote where everybody's going to be famous in the future for 15 minutes which turned out to be pretty accurate so we called it 14 minutes 59 seconds alluding to we have one more second possibly of fame now fortunately it's the greatest title in the world if the record fails and if the record succeeds, which it fortunately did, it's the greatest title in the world as well. It followed up with Every Morning, which was number one, Someday was number three, and uh, Falls Apart was uh, number 23, but who's counting? You know, Jason, it's not about, it's not about numbers, but and it sold three million copies, so it actually out, it out, it outdid the predecessor, which had Fly on it floored, so that's kind of the story about 1459. No one makes fun of Sugar Ray or me better than me, so we kind of wanted to put that on display to the world. Self-deprecating humor is the best kind, my friend. No, no joke though. I was, I went, I went to review this, uh, whatever Spider Man last night. I pop into a bar afterwards, and every morning is playing on the radio. Your stuff's still being played. Tell me about every morning and someday. You mentioned them really quick. Um, I, I just love sort of the visual storytelling in that about the halo on the corner of the bed. Is that is she just pretending to be innocent while she's with you, or what is that? What's the halo? Yeah, I've heard some of the crazy stories about that. Most I can't even repeat on the radio. And it's <laughs> funny. One, th- one thing I learned about lyrics and songwriting is you don't want to tell people what they're what they're about because right. everybody uh, you know they they create their own meaning for the song and that that's great that means the song has universality but that song is about I'll say temptation on the road okay okay and that you know someone at home is an angel and then maybe you're not being an angel okay let's put it that way okay uh, yeah but but let's just it's temptation not necessarily acting on temptation and we've all been there but I've heard people saying that the you know, forgive me for saying this, but the, the halo is analogous for a condom. I have read I that, too. I have read that, too. <laughs> I have read that. I, it's been told to my face many times in a mall with my kids right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so funny. But but it, I, yeah. I, on the flip side of that, some days kind of similar, right? Because you've gone on this and, you, you know, you've done the hard, hard living life. But then some days sort of about the nostalgic quality of, of looking back and appreciating who you chose to be with through all of that, right? You know, that's perfectly said. And what's weird about Sunday, Sunday's exactly about the moment right now I'm thinking about someday. 
meaning it was, you know, written in real time about what I'd be thinking 20 years later uh, <laughs> when the song, when, you know, when this song was happening. And, and a lot of the lyrics in that song, you know, I'm still with my wife that that song was written about. Um, it's just really weird. It's like foreshadowing. It's, like, it's almost like seeing the future and, and, and being and sort of self-aware enough to know how lucky and fortunate we are right now and looking back on these times and like, you know, we were always one of those bands that stopped and smelled the flowers. Mm-hmm. In fact, we picked the flowers and we took them home with us because we knew you know, we weren't the most talented band in the world. We certainly weren't the best musicians and I certainly don't have the best voice in the world. But some kind of divine intervention, some kind of... Uh, some kind of luck just kept us there. So we were very aware of that. And it took a village. You know, we all kind of co-wrote the songs together. Our producer, David Kahn, was very, very influential in, in getting our sound together. So it truly took a village to make this happen. So Someday was about looking back at something 20 years from now yeah. at, in real time. Now you're there. No, and now I'm here. And like it's, it's the moment. Yeah. It's exactly what it feels like. It's really weird. It's got to foreshadow yourself. No, you know? I, I love that you're, that you're sort of that, you know, that family man now. Um, because you know, I mean, I, I mean, even I think Kid Rock referenced it once. You were a little bit of a landis man back in the day, but um, but oh, yeah. but now, I mean, remember that lyric? Remember his lyrics? Say in your show, <laughs> the Kid Rock referenced me, and, uh, and yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I do two thing, two things now. I said I'd never do in my life, and I grew up on the beaches out here in Southern California. And you know, movie. If you live in the valley, it's like that Chips episode when the the Vals came down to the beach and they got in a big fight. You know, you couldn't you couldn't live in the valley if you if you grew up on the beach. And now I live in the valley. Okay, that's number one. <laughs> the second thing I do is I drive a minivan. I'm a proud minivan driver. Yes. So I'm like, who, who have I become? I live in the valley. I drive a minivan, and I couldn't be happier. You know, I mean, I think it's evolution, and I'm a proud passenger on the train. That's so awesome, man. No, you've you've come you've come full circle and come home to yourself. I love it. I'm, I just have to say, I, I am a twin myself, so I appreciate that you're, you're raising twins yourself. What's the biggest challenge as a parent of twins? Jason, the biggest challenge of raising twins, as you probably know, is making sure sure you treat them both equally and i have yeah. a boy and a girl so you know it, it, it's a little difficult in that sense but you know it, it's you know the, i always say this the joy is in stereo and the distortion is in stereo you know so <laughs> with twins are getting the full effect and uh I, you know I, I i thank the lord above you know i had kids a little later in life and i was sitting up in there in the hollywood hills going is that all there is about seven years ago you know, and I had some great things happen to me, and then my kids came, and now I'm on this great journey again. Mark McGrath, thanks so much for joining us. This was great. Jason, it's my pleasure. Thanks for the talk, man. I had a lot of fun. All right, take it easy. Thanks, bro. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.